Hey y'all, welcome to episode 10 of the Empowered Psychology Podcast and part 6 of my Lupus Conqueror Testimony. So Empowered Psychology is an educational platform and community that gives a voice to those with visible and invisible illnesses with the hopes of empowering others to overcome adversity and create their dream lives. Today is a beautiful, beautiful day here in Houston, Texas. Um, It's been pretty cold in Texas. Some regions have been affected, like Austin, I'm sure more. Um, So I hope everyone is safe. And yeah, I'm just prayers to everybody here in Texas and around the world, really. Um, I am just really grateful today. I love the outdoors. I love the sun. Um, The morning is like my favorite time, especially around 10 and 11 when the sun really is its most beautiful, in my opinion. So I'm just really embracing everything. And what I'm going to share today um, is so powerful and it's so important. And I'm just so grateful. So before I get into my story, I just want to share that I am so grateful for my health. I'm so grateful that I'm able to comb my hair. I'm able to take a bath. I'm able to lay in bed. I'm able to do cartwheels. I'm able to dance. I'm able to walk. I'm able to open the door. These are things that I had taken for granted my whole life because I was unaware that there was even a possibility that I wouldn't be able to do those things. And that is what I went through literally from March 30th of 2021 to March 29th of 2022, literally a year of hell. This was my second lupus flare. And um, this lupus flare was no joke. It was an arthritis flare. Uh, My previous lupus flare, as I had shared in the previous parts of my story, if you haven't watched that, go watch that now, because you need the context to get the whole picture of this amazing testimony. You need to go watch that. But um, during my first flare, it was more like organs. And um, I would say my number one symptom was fatigue, and so I was able to really sleep and rest um, throughout the times that I was sick. I was in pain, you know, but the fatigue really masked all the pain that I had because I was always sleeping. I was just really sluggish because I had a lot of inflammation in my organs, but this flare, the second flare, this was hell because I didn't have fatigue. I had physical pain that had was spreading throughout my whole entire body. It was horrible. It was horrible and I would describe severe arthritis as the equivalent of being dead, but you're alive. Because this is the type of pain that like breaks your spirit. It's the type of pain that ruins your life. It ruins your dreams. It ruins your quality of life. Um, And it, it not only shatters your body physically, but most of all, mentally, emotionally. This was the type of pain that made me question if God existed. God is a huge part of my life because he saved my life the first time I got sick. For me to even question that God existed, I mean, that just tells you the type of pain I was in, and I don't wish this pain on anybody, and that is the reason why I'm sharing this story. That is the reason why I've started Empowered Psychology. That is the reason why I am going into higher education. I'm so passionate about solving this problem of health disparities and the messed up healthcare system because what I went through and what people are currently going through is something that shouldn't be happening. Last night I got a text that one of my amazing friends, she is a young woman, young, okay? She hasn't even hit the age of 20. Strong, 
talented, intelligent. She's a fighter, y'all. She's in the hospital right now. She has multiple autoimmune diseases. And, um, you know, the day before, on, was it? Yeah, on Wednesday, she was in class dancing her ass off. And today, last night, she's in the hospital with um, a severe flare. So this is real, y'all. This is real. And it's affecting so many people who have so many gifts, so many talents, so many amazing things to share. And I'm tired of seeing people's lives being destroyed because of these illnesses. So I'm going to share my story. And this is for all my conquerors out there who have conquered it or are in the process of conquering. And even to those who died, y'all. People have died because of this illnesses. This is for y'all. I'm doing this for y'all. And I have faith that this is the generation, this generation right now, my generation, we're going to be the ones to put, the, put an end to this shit. Sorry for the language, but I have to use it. We're going to be the ones to put an end to these problems that are a result of our messed up, horrible healthcare system here in the United States. So let's get started. So I got into remission from my first flare in August of 2016. And where I'm going to start with my testimony today is February of 2021. So it had been almost five years um, since I had gotten into remission. And um, during this time, um, my life had changed drastically. I already had Francisco. I was an undergraduate student at the University of Texas at Austin. And I was really just optimistic about my future. Although we were going through a global pandemic, because yes, that was the time where we were going through a global pandemic. I was still like very optimistic and um, very focused on my future and just being blessed uh, where I was at, you know, that I was safe, that I was still in school, my family was safe, my friends were safe, and yeah. So honestly, these times were like the best times of my life, <laughs> honestly. Um, my hair had grown out from my first flare. I had lost so much hair, so my hair was beautiful, my skin was beautiful, I was taking care of myself. Everything was amazing, except that we were in a global pandemic and as you guys know i am an extrovert and i cannot be in the house like i have to be with people and i was just missing life i was missing life i was like i wanted to see people's faces i wanted to be in class i wanted to go to the library i wanted to do all these different things that we weren't able to do during covid so like i had already made a list of the things that i was going to do once the world opened back up. And I was told in January of 2021 that there was a vaccine for COVID. And because I was high risk due to my lupus um, diagnosis, that I was able to get it early. I was so excited, y'all. I was ready to put this pandemic shit like behind me I was ready to take on the world I was like yes I am so excited that there is a vaccine because I need it ASAP so I knew that in February I was going to get the vaccine I was so excited so yes I was one of the first people to get this vaccine y'all so in February of 2021 February 14th <laughs> Valentine's Day <clears throat> February 14th, Valentine's Day, I got the vaccine, okay? And then two weeks later, on I think the 28th, I got, wait, was it the 28th? Yeah, I think. Okay, stop. I'm not good at math, y'all, okay? So um, on the 28th, yeah, I got the uh, second vaccine and I was ready to go. I was so excited. I was just happy and just hopeful for, you know, the world opening back up. But little did I know, in March, 
things just started to go downhill for me health-wise. Now, before I talk about that, I want to tie in something very important. When I started at UT, I was originally just a psychology major. But um, I had to take this class, uh, the UGS class. Everyone at UT has to take one. And it was called Global Health Inequalities. As a matter of fact, that's where I met my amazing friends. Like, I met my best friend, Sophia, there. I met one of my best friends, Awab, there. I met my friend, Eli, there. I mean, the list goes on. I met so many amazing people in that class. It was an amazing class socially, as you can see, because I met so many amazing people. But it was a really informative class. It was a sociology class, yeah. So I had no idea that our healthcare system was so jacked up. Like I had no idea. I had no idea that these prices weren't normal. Um, I had no idea that things like health disparities existed. I had no idea that other countries had free healthcare. I mean, I really had no idea. And so this all came to a shock to me. And matter of fact, we read a book, which everyone should read this book. Um, everybody, I don't care if you're sick or not. Everyone needs to read this book. It's called The Healing of America, A Global Quest for Better, Cheaper, and Fairer Healthcare. So it's by T.R. Reed, who is a lawyer, American reporter, author, and documentary filmmaker who has done amazing work studying the healthcare systems and providing us with the education we need to understand how the U.S. healthcare system works while also comparing it to other countries. So this book really just opened my eyes. And matter of fact, one of the chapters was about a woman who had lupus and died of lupus and how lupus was a treatable illness and that there was no reason why she should have died of lupus, but she died as a result of our healthcare system. Can you believe that? Our healthcare system is killing people. Wow. It, it, it happens every day and it needs to stop and it will stop. So this shocked me and it like pissed me off just learning all the things I learned in this class and hearing people's stories because we had discussions where people would open up about their experiences. So now it was in my mind that this is real. And that's where I decided to also major in sociology. So yes, that's where I decided to double major, which I am super proud of. I am so proud of my sociology degree and my sociology background. It has helped me tremendously as an aspiring psychologist. So shout out to all the sociologists, especially the ones at UT and the ones who are working hard on researching these problems. So yes, I was now aware of all the health disparities and all the things that people go through because of our healthcare system, but never, ever did I think this was gonna happen to me. And it did. So about two weeks after I get the COVID treatment, um, I started to wake up with some sharp pains here in my elbows. And I'm a very heavy sleeper, okay? I am the heaviest sleeper ever. So for me to wake up, that means that it is serious. And yes, so these pains were like waking me up out of my sleep. And I was just always like, okay, what is this, you know? Um, but I, I just kind of like let it go. It was just at night. It was just sometimes I would wake up with this pain, but it wasn't while I was awake, you know? So then I start to notice that I'm having like joint pains that at some points are keeping me from writing and doing the things that I need to do. Now, during this time, like I said, I had just gotten the COVID treatment, so I was ready to go back to dance. I hadn't danced since like 2018. Now, it, at this time, it was 2021. And during like the quarantine, I really got back into my love for music, and I would listen to so much music. I still listen to so much music. 
And I was just like listening to these beats and I was like, there's no way like I'm going to continue going through my life without dancing, without seeing how this music makes me feel, how this music makes me move. So I like was ready to go back to dance and the pain was like really affecting me in my dance classes. That's when I really knew, okay, there's something wrong. And the worst part about this pain was that like some days it was good. Like some days I was fine. It wasn't affecting me. But then some days like it was bad. And this is like the worst part in my opinion of arthritis because for me, it was like very up and down and that really messes with your head. It really messes with your head. So I just started to notice that like, okay, this is, this is just like so up and down. But at this point I knew like, okay, something was wrong. So I tell my rheumatologist and we do some tests and it looks like I'm having some lupus activity. So she said we should start this medication called Benlista. So Benlista is a treatment that is used for people who have lupus and lupus nephritis, which is lupus in the kidney, which I, I have that. So I have hope. I have hope. And I'm like, okay, this is going to get resolved. And then we hit March 30th of 2021, which was the beginning of a year of hell. So I have the receipts right here of the message that I sent my rheumatologist at the time. So I sent her this email on March 30th of 2021. I said, Dr. Shapiro, it's 4 a.m. and I woke up out of my sleep to sharp pains in my wrists, my feet, and fingers. It took me two minutes to walk to the restroom and this arthritis is ruining my life. I was 100% healthy until this pain started. I didn't have any pain. Now I cannot write. I can't exercise, I can't dance, I can't sleep, I can't go to class or move. I need help. This pain was crazy. I have never experienced anything like this in my entire life. And now I have insight to how like lupus affects me. So for some people, like lupus is very mild. Mine is not. Mine is a very severe lupus. When I get sick, I get sick. There's no introduction. There is no um, medium. There's no no. Like when I get sick, it's like, okay, you're sick and you're done. Like that's how it is. That's how it's been for both flares. Um, this pain was crippling and spirit breaking. Um, I cannot even describe how painful this was. Um, I'm just gonna like describe it uh, the best way that I can. But like, I had just like sharp, like pains, like imagine like a knife, like all over your joints. And then like around it is just like this fire, like this fire that like, just like, um, like it, it's like twisting you. It's like like a ring of fire and it's just like twisting you and then it's causing these shots of like pain like i am not playing y'all this shit is no joke this oh, oh my god like the 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 pain i had in my foot like i didn't even know there was like i knew there was bones in my foot but like you're not aware of like how many nerves and ligaments and joints and bones are on your feet until your feet hurt of this pain the the pain was so bad i couldn't even like stand flat on my foot i had to stand on the side because if i stood flat the moment i stepped it would it would cause like this sharp like pain to go up my entire leg this shit was crazy i was in so much pain so I call the one person who I know is up, <laughs> my amazing friend Fernanda. Love you, Fer, forever. Um, 
And she takes me to the ER. I tell her what's going on. She's like, I'll be right there. She takes me to the ER and she's just shocked. Like she's so shocked at the condition I was in. And like, this is during COVID. So she can't go in the hospital with me. So I'm literally limping to the ER and they finally see me. And this is where I experienced the first of many interactions that were centered on invalidation, okay? I'm crying at this point. And for me to cry, um, it means like it's bad because I, I can't really cry. I mean, now um, I, I think I shared in my previous testimonies. I'm pretty sure I did, but um, I couldn't cry for a long time. After the first time I got sick, I would cry on occasions and yeah, I, I could never really cry. But this pain had me crying. This pain had me crying because I was scared. I was like, is this going to be my new normal? Like, why am I feeling this way? Like, it's so bad. It's so intense. I can't do anything. And I'm just crying. Like, to the doctor, I'm like, I woke up with this pain. About two weeks ago, I started to get these pains. And now it's, like, this bad. Like, please help me. Like, I need to finish school. Like, I have so much to look forward to. Like, please help me. And the doctor is just like, Oh, man. Oh, okay. Um, we'll see what we can do. Um, for now, like, here's some Tylenol. But, you, you know, that's all we can do for you. Your rheumatologist, she's going to have to take care of this. Like, that's all he said. Like, I'm over here crying, my eyes out, telling him how I feel. And, like, that's all he said. And I'm just like, really? Like, this is where I start to see, like what I was studying in school about these healthcare systems and health disparities like happening right before my eyes and it's happening to me. And I was like, wow. So this is where I really knew like, I'm gonna really have to fight for my life and um, get to the bottom of this because I cannot live this way. So I get in contact with my doctor and I tell her what's happening and of course she puts me on some steroids and she's like okay we're gonna do Ben Lesta and this other treatment and trust me you'll be good so I was like okay I start the Ben Lista treatments and the other treatments she has and you know after like two three months I'm just realizing like this shit is not working okay it's not working some days are good some days are bad and I'm the type of person who's always doing something. So on the days that were good, I was taking full-blown advantage and doing everything that I could um, because I knew that that time was precious and that I never knew in five minutes, in a day, in six hours, I could be in crippling pain. This pain, like I said, is just, it just fucks with your mind. It fucks with your mind. And I was pretty embarrassed. I didn't want to tell people I was in pain. I didn't want to tell people I was in treatment. I didn't want to tell people I have, I'm having good days, I'm having bad days. And if you ask my friends who were with me around that time, like they had no idea this shit was even going on. Because the days that I was good, I would take advantage and I'd go hang out with them. Or I would be with my family. And um, I just really would take advantage and I, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to share what was happening to me. And also that was a result of the uncertainty I was experiencing with the healthcare professionals. You know, they weren't taking care of me. So I was like, okay, well, I, I don't want to say anything because there's so much uncertainty. Like this treatment isn't working. So what's the point of saying, hey, I'm taking this treatment and, it, and it's not, I just didn't want to like stress my friends out. And I'm sure my conquerors, like y'all can relate. Like we just really don't want to tell people, but like guys, don't, don't be afraid to tell the truth. The truth is where the power is. The truth is where you can get the support that you need to conquer this. Don't be afraid. And the truth is where you start your advocacy journey and telling these doctors and telling these healthcare professionals that are in charge of your care, hey, there's something wrong with me and you're the one who went to school and you're the one who is qualified to help me. So you need to fix this. So guys, don't be afraid. But I understand why you would be afraid and, and embarrassed to talk about it, especially because of these ups and downs. 
I mean, it's just it just messes with your mind because it, it just it messes with your mind in the cruelest ways to the point where your personality starts to change because you're going crazy. You don't know if you're going to wake up one day and not be able to walk. You don't know if one day you're going to wake up and be able to do a cartwheel. You don't know if one day you're going to be able to go to school. You don't know one day. You don't know. And then you're like, in my case, I was in college. So like, you know, my friends are doing so many amazing things, events parties, um, social gatherings, um, study groups. And this pain is so crippling and spirit breaking that like sometimes you just be like, you can't go because you're in so much pain and you wouldn't enjoy it. And it'd be hard to even get there that you're like missing out on all these amazing things. And it's horrible. And then with your family, you know, you, you can't do much. You can't, you can't celebrate with them. You can't be happy with them. You, you literally can't enjoy your life with this pain. It's horrible. And this is what I was going through. A few months later into this treatment that didn't work. Um, and I know my rheumatologist at that time, she was actually trained by Baylor. So she was trying to figure it out. Like, she really was. Um, I am not upset with her because she was. But she told me about, like, six months after we had began that treatment that she was moving to Spain and that she was going to get me in contact with a new rheumatologist who was amazing. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, uh, another point of uncertainty, like, another... I, at this point, I just, like, I was just, uh, like, I was just going through so much, y'all. I was just, like, really, bro? Like, another change? Like, I needed support. I needed, like, consistency. And it, it was just, like, I couldn't manage change. I mean, so many things were wrong. But there was nothing I could do about it. So, she gets me involved with this new rheumatologist. So now it's September to December of 2021, and these were really hard times for me. Um, this was my senior year at UT Austin. Um, supposed to be like the best year, but I hate to say this, but it was my worst year. It was my worst year, but like I said, looking back now, it was an amazing year because I conquered so much, I overcame so much, and I was so strong. But you know, I I do wish that it would have been, you know, a good year because the rest of my years at UT were amazing. But um, this is where I got in contact with my new rheumatologist. And here's the receipts of like me emailing her to tell her like, hey, I'm your new patient. This is what's currently going on. Um, so this is what I said. My name is Cristela Villator and I'm your new patient. I was under the care of Dr. Shapiro and she told me to schedule an appointment with you, which I will, but right now I need your help. I have been dealing with arthritis for a few months now and I started my Benlista treatments almost six months ago. Luckily, my arthritis is getting better, but in the mornings for the past two weeks, I have been waking up with arthritis in my hands, extreme pain and stiffness. Could I get something like a Celebrex? I can no long I, I no longer want to do these steroids, but I really need this inflammation to stop. Um, so she's like, okay, well, we're gonna see you um, so we can see what's going on. I had to stop doing everything I loved during this time. Um, I had to stop dancing. Um I had to stop being so involved in the things that I was involved in, in my academic career, like my internships, like my um, organizations that I was involved with. Um, and I also had to stop writing. I love writing. Um, I write all my notes. I, I love to write, but um, because of the inconsistencies of the days that were good and the days that were bad, I, I no longer wanted to break my heart anymore. My heart was being broken. My spirit was being broken. And it was, it was causing me to go crazy and fall into depression. 
the days that were good and I could write were amazing. I would take advantage. I would write um, because when I do my notes, I love to write in different colors and I love to organize my notes. I, it's like an art for me. But then there were days where I would pick up my pen and I would start writing and I would notice that I would have pains in, in my joints and in my nerves. And um, I would write, literally I would start writing. I'd notice, like I'd know immediately, okay, today is gonna be a tough day. I probably won't be able to write. And then, but I would keep going and then boom, like I would get like a sharp pain and then boom, like I would see me writing an R and then the R would be all messed up because the pain would literally like make me like have a spasm or something. And then I would just see like, whoa, like that right there was a result of my pain. And it would break my heart. It would break my spirit. It would make me feel like I wasn't normal. It would make me feel like this was my new life. So I didn't want to write anymore. And that's where I decided to get the iPad because I didn't want to break my heart. And I was on a mission to graduate from the University of Texas at Austin. And if that's what I needed to do at that time, to make sure that this flare didn't get in the way of that, that's what I did. So I just started to adjust my life. Um, and I even stopped dancing because some days I would go to dance and they were amazing days and I'm a really hard worker. So like, I love to give my 100%. But then there was days where like, literally I couldn't even do a port-a-bras correctly because my neck would hurt or my my shoulder would hurt or my fingers would hurt so like this made me feel bad because I felt like I was coming off as an inconsistent person as someone who wasn't dedicated and that, that's not me it was really just messing with my personality messing with my mind like most of all, yeah, it was just really messing with my mind. So I just stopped really doing everything all together. Having good days where I was able to do everything and having bad days where I wasn't able to do anything was just putting me in horrible mind states. So I just was like, okay, I'm gonna have to give up everything. So I'm going to visit this new doctor and She's just an unempathetic, like she just doesn't care. Like I'm going to these appointments, I'm crying, I'm telling her what's happening. And every time I go, she's just like, okay, well, we're gonna take these tests and figure it out. That was all I was receiving these, these months, like from September to 2021. And like slowly and slowly, like this shit's getting worse. Like this shit's getting worse. And I'm angry all the time. Like this pain is so bad, y'all. Like when you wake up and you're not able to comb your hair, like you're going to be in a bad mood. You're going to be angry with the world when you're not able to write, when you're not able to do the things you like, when you're not able to go to events, when you're keeping this a secret, cause that's what I was doing. Cause I was so embarrassed to tell the truth and you know, I felt like by me telling the truth, I was like basically saying like, you know what, I'm not a normal person. Um, and also because I had been in such a successful remission and seeing how I healed from that where I almost died to now seeing that there's possibly nothing I can do about this arthritis. It was just too much. So I was going through a lot and I just started to accept that, um, this was my new reality. And I told my professors that I was sick and I was trying to get help. And that semester was really a blur. Like I can't even tell you what classes I took. I know I took my positive psychology class, which that helped me a lot throughout that semester and statistics, but I can't really tell you the other classes I was in. Like I don't even remember, like, because it was just a blur. I was really on a hustle and I was just doing what I could because I was in so much pain. So I literally get to my finals. I get to my statistics final. I pick up the pen and I literally can't write. It hurts so bad to write. My wrist was literally like locked up. It was locked up. There was no moving it, okay? 
And um, every time I tried to move it, it, it was like this sharp pain. And then my hand would get in like that position to write. And then when I would reopen my hand, <laughs> like it, the pain I was feeling, it was horrible. And I literally called the TA, Amy. Amy, I love you. Amy is, I think now she graduated, I hope so, but she's going to be an amazing sociologist. Um, she was, at that time, a PhD student at UT with sociology department. Amy is amazing. Amy was a huge support for me throughout my senior year, and um, she she's amazing, okay? I told Amy, I said, Amy, look, I'm going to be real with you. I cannot take this final because I literally cannot write. I, you know what I've been going through. And that's one thing I never, I didn't really tell my friends what was happening, but I did tell my professors what was happening because like there was nothing getting in the way of me graduating uh, from UT Austin, like nothing, okay? So I was honest with them. I told her like, look, like I can't even like, look, look at my hands. Like I can't even write, please. Like, can I take this final like tomorrow? I just need to go get like maybe some steroids or something, but I can't completely understanding completely understanding and um yeah my my arthritis was so bad at this point that um it was starting to affect my nerves so now i'm gonna um i'm gonna talk about um this right here where um i tell her like this is on 12 16 2021 i told her the past weeks my joints and shoulders have gotten a little bit better but my hands are just not getting better. I was not able to take my statistics final. I really need help. This arthritis is ruining my life. I can no longer live like this. Okay? This is what this... I'm just going to be real. This is what this demon said. I'm sorry you're having worse hand pain. After last visit, your x-rays were normal. And I don't think your hand pain is from inflammatory arthritis or lupus. You can try increasing your Celebrex to 200 milligrams twice a day and see if that helps. I can also send you to hand therapy to see if this helps as well. Thank you. I'm ripping this shit apart like today. And I won, okay? I won because I got the doctors that I needed and I it was not gonna put up with it. Like I'm telling you right now, this pain was keeping me from taking my finals and that's what she wants to tell me like this isn't lupus and now i know it was lupus this happens every day y'all this happens every single day and it will stop okay too many people are suffering and have lost their lives lost their dreams lost everything that they wanted to do in life because of neglect like this this is where I accepted, like, okay, I'm not going to get the help I need here. I need to go to Houston. So I decided to go to Houston, and I talked on the phone to a nurse before I went, and she told me that I possibly have fibromyalgia. So fibromyalgia is a chronic, long-lasting disorder that causes pain and tenderness throughout the body. The main symptoms of fibromyalgia are chronic, widespread pain throughout the body or multiple sites. Pain is often felt in the arms, legs, head, chest, abdomen, back, and glutes. People often describe it as aching, burning, and throbbing. Fatigue or an overwhelming feeling of being tired is also a symptom and trouble sleeping. Other symptoms may include muscle and joint stiffness, tenderness to touch, numbness, or tingling in the arms and legs. Um, it also causes problems with concentrating thinking clearly and memory, sometimes called fibro fog, and heightened sensitivity to light, noise, and temperature, and digestive issues such as bloating and constipation. So um, yeah, I ended up getting some relief. Um, I took her damn Celebrix that she told me was going to help me. Um, it didn't really help me, but it at least helped me you know, take that final. Um, so I took the final and I did actually did really well that semester. Shout out to me for being an unstoppable, strong woman, determined. Yes, that's me. So um, it was 
Christmas break. So I decided I was going to go to Houston for the break. So I set up an appointment with um, rheumatology and neurology. So I am just so hopeful at this point. I'm like, okay, I'm back in Houston. I'm going to get the help I need. I know these doctors won't let me down because previously the doctors um, that I had seen in Houston, I mean, come on, they literally knocked that lupus out the park. So I was really excited. So I go to my neurology appointment because like I said, they were saying I possibly have fibromyalgia. Guys, I was going so crazy during these times. Like, I had no idea what was wrong with me because this doctor, as I just showed you, was telling me nothing was wrong with me. And I, I, I was just going crazy, Googling, like, what, what could this be? Giving myself multiple diagnoses. I mean, these are the things that, like, literally, like, I was going crazy, okay? So, um, anyways, I, I'm just hopeful. I, all I can do at that point is hang on to hope. So, I go to the neurologist that I set up an appointment with and I made sure that I set up a good appointment. I, I made sure I was set up with a good doctor. I, like I said, I even talked to the nurse to prepare for this appointment because I really was on a mission to get the help I needed. So I go into this appointment and the doctor is like, so how long have you had spinal issues? Y'all, this is where like, I literally was like, this cannot be happening. I said, spinal issues i talked to your nurse like i told you i'm having pain in my shoulders and my wrists and my hips like i'm just having like a bunch of pain throughout my body but i i don't recall having any spinal issues i said i have some neck pain sometimes which you know couldn't be involved with the spine but you know i didn't go in there saying oh i i have these big spinal issues you know so um, she goes, oh, well, um, I don't treat that. I treat mostly spinal issues. How? How? I, I mean, I literally did everything I could to prepare for this appointment. And now she's telling me she doesn't treat this. At this point, I, I, couldn't, do, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore, y'all. So then I was like, okay, then why did this person refer me to you? And why did I talk to your nurse telling her X, Y, and Z to prepare for this appointment? And now you're telling me you don't treat my problem. Like, no, I need to figure this out today. And then she goes, well, you have lupus, correct? And I said, yes, I do. She says, well, you have lupus. I'm just letting you know, like, this is what happens when you have lupus. Like, you're going to have this ongoing pain. Y'all, when she said that, um, I literally started crying like a baby. Like, I literally was like, ah! like, literally. Like, I had lost it at that point. And I was telling her, like, why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me that this is how it is? Like, why? I told her, why is no one caring about me? Why does nobody care about how I feel? Why does nobody care that I can't get out of bed? Why does nobody care that I can't write anymore? That I can't dance anymore? That I can't be with my family anymore? That I can't be with my friends anymore? Like, why doesn't anyone care about me? And I was just crying. This lady started freaking out. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. She started freaking out. Like, she started freaking out. Like, I, I was the one, like, crying. But then she started, like, pacing around the room. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Like, she started having a mental breakdown. She comes back in the room. And she's like, okay, I'm doing the physical for you. I'm doing the physical for you. And, and we're going to figure this out. Okay, so she does a physical exam for me, okay, and she sees how jacked up I am, how I have no mobility throughout my whole body, and she diagnoses me with um, tendinitis. So uh, tendinitis is inflammation of the thick fibrosis cords that attach, attach muscles to the bones, and these cords are called tendons. The condition causes pain and tenderness just outside a joint. Tendinitis can occur in any tendon, but it's most common around shoulders, elbows, wrists, knees, and heels. Then she also diagnosed me with carpal tunnel syndrome, which is a common neurological disorder that occurs when the median nerve, which runs 
from the forearm into the palm of the hand becomes pressed or squeezed at the wrist. You may feel numbness, weakness, pain in your hand and wrist and your fingers may become swollen and useless. You might wake up and feel you need to shake out your hands or wrists. And then she gives me um, a referral to physical therapy. Okay. So after she does this exam and she tells me what, what she discovered through the physical exam she did. And then as she's writing the referral to the physical therapy and writing what's happening to me. Um, this, this lady's like freaking out. She's like shaking as she's like writing this and she's getting like the assistant to be like, Oh, can you please uh, print out some information about carpal tunnel syndrome and tendinitis and physical therapy and some exercises she can do as she's doing that. And I'm watching her freak out. I'm, I'm, I'm just need to like, let it out. I just like start sobbing. I start sobbing and she's like, are you okay? Like, do you need me to send you to psychiatry? And I said, listen, when I told you what happened, you originally told me that this was lupus and this is how life is with lupus, that this pain comes with having lupus. And it wasn't until I had this breakdown that you in 30 minutes were able to do this exam diagnose me with carpal tunnel syndrome and tendinitis and get me a referral to physical therapy. In 30 minutes, you're able to solve the problem, but it was because I freaked out. But before that, you had told me that this is just how lupus is and you had dismissed me. And if it wasn't for me crying and having this breakdown, you wouldn't have done anything. So I want you to remember this moment because this shouldn't happen. You need to solve the problem because clearly you're capable of solving the problem and at least helping me know what's going on. And no, I don't need to go to psychiatry and no, I'm not crazy. I'm in pain. I'm in pain and I'm being neglected and I was almost neglected by you. So I need you to remember that. I left her speechless, bro. Yes, I did. This, this doctor, I don't even remember her name because she pissed me off. But um, she's probably not treating her patients like shit anymore and telling them stuff like, oh, well, this is just how lupus is. So after this happened, um, the strangest thing happened, um, which was a blessing. Um, I got relief. Like I didn't need any pills for like two months. I didn't need any medication for two months. For two months, I was pain free. It was strange. It's like that release of like crying. I don't know what it did, but um, I got I got relief for like two months. So January through about, I would say like beginning of March, I was back to normal. I was so happy. I was um, thanking God for divine healing. And I was just back to normal, y'all. Was able to celebrate my birthday, had an amazing time. And I had even gone back to dance and was ready to get involved for the last few months in the organizations that I was in. But then in the beginning of March, the pain came back, started creeping up on me and fast. Like it started creeping up on me, but really fast, like fast. So then the pain was back and it was worse than like ever before y'all. It was worse. It was like, okay, haha, I'm gonna give you this little break but trust me when i come back it's gonna be like a baseball bat hit you in the face 25 times so at this point i cannot do anything i'm walking very slow can't write i no longer have the motivation or the will i just described to you guys how many times i went to go get help like i just described it to y'all like i had lost hope at that point i i, I was done uh, I'm starting to look up what um, disability is like. Am I disabled now? Like that that's how real it was getting. Um, every day is hell. I decided for a brief point in time that God didn't exist because why the freak is this happening to me? And this was around midterms. So I needed to take these tests. So I was going to the ER. A lot. I think that month I had gone five times to the ER. This was the worst treatment I've ever received. Um, and I had received a lot of bad treatment, but this was one of the worst treatments I have ever received. I remember the first hospital I went to in Austin. Um, I was seen by, I knew he wasn't a doctor. I think he was like a med uh, 
physician assistant or maybe like uh, a nurse practitioner. I don't even know. But it wasn't a doctor, y'all, in the ER. So he is dismissive. He's rude. He's disrespectful. Um, and I remember this vividly. I'm telling him what's happening. He's like, well, we need to talk to your rheumatologist. There's nothing the ER can do for you. And I said, okay, well, can I get a wheelchair to at least like roll out of here? Because, um, I can't walk. He's like, well, you made it here. So clearly you can walk. Just disrespectful. The most unempathetic, inhumane things you can say to somebody. Like this is, this was happening to me, y'all. So I decided, okay, I'm never going to that hospital again. So I decided to go to St. David's. I finally go to St. David's and I call my mom, okay? Call my mom. Say, mom, this is getting bad. She knew it was getting bad, but I was like, this is getting bad. I can't take myself to the hospital and I need you to see how these doctors are treating me. My mom comes to Austin and she takes me to the ER and um, I can't do shit, okay? I can't even... I can't do shit, y'all. I mean, like I said, this pain is horrible because you can't even lay down in peace. You can't sleep in peace. You can't stand up in peace. There's no position you can be in that's comfortable. You're always in pain. So I get to the ER. They take my vitals. My blood pressure is through the roof. My heart rate is through the roof because I'm in so much pain and going through so much anxiety and going through so much ment mentally. And um, they give me the morphine and the steroids and they take my vitals again and everything's back to normal. So to them, that was a sign that I really was in pain. And the nurse, he was a, honestly, he was a nice nurse. You know, I don't agree with his philosophy, but he was nice. Okay. But he said something really wrong that he shouldn't be saying to people. He said, look, I'm going to just be honest with you. Like, this is how it is with lupus. This is just how lupus is. You're going to have to get used to it. And also, when you get the treatment for this arthritis, you're probably going to have to go to a pain management doctor who is going to prescribe you with the medications you need. And you just have to be careful to not get addicted with this medication. Y'all, this is real life indoctrination. What I was going through was real life indoctrination indoctrinating me to hell on earth no sir so my mom was like she looked at me like right after she said that she said honey no this is not normal you were cured the first time of lupus and trust me we're going to fight to the end to find you a doctor who's going to put you in, in remission you're not going to be on these pain, pain medications i promise you that so i was able to get some relief that day but like i said after that medication wore off three days later back to hell back to hell back to pain i couldn't do it anymore i mean i was just going through hell so i went back to the er again and this time they're like look we can't do anything for you like you know um we we feel like maybe you're drug seeking i'm not drug seeking i'm in pain like i am in pain to the point where i can't sleep where i can't take my own shower where i can't comb my hair where i can't do the things that i like i'm not in, like no i left that appointment and i knew I don't know how I'm going to get through these next few days, but that's where I called back on God because I told y'all I went through a period where I didn't think he existed. I said, God, please, please help me. Please help me. So it's March 29th. Um, I can't do shit. I wake up, can't get out of bed. Um, and I just kind of stare at the wall and I start to tell myself, you know what? I'm not going to live like this. I'm too gifted, I'm too blessed. I've seen what it's like to heal. I've made it to UT, which is my dream. I'm about to graduate. I'm beautiful, I'm talented, I have gifts, and I have passions, and I have a story to tell. I am not going to live like this. It's not gonna happen. It took me about 30 minutes to get to my car, and I, drove to Houston straight. I didn't stop anywhere. I, for three hours, was there. And um, the arthritis was so bad. Like, I, I mean, I couldn't really turn the wheel properly. That's how bad this shit is. Um, so by the time I made it to Houston, um, my whole body had locked up. My whole body had locked up. 
I couldn't get out the car. Um, my parents had to get me out the car and I was at the ER waiting for help for about, I would say about five hours. I was there for a while. I finally get seen at the ER and they're very shocked. They're very shocked at the condition that I was in. I'm telling them what's happening. I'm telling them that I need the help now. Like I'm here to get help. I'm not here to get relief. I'm not here to get a temporary fix. I'm here to get help and I need it now. The pain was so bad that the morphine and the steroid took about three to five hours to kick in. That is not an exaggeration. If you understand anything about medication science, you know like that is serious. Like this is how bad the pain was and the doctors were shocked at how the doctors in Austin had let this problem progress and how sick I was. And they told me I was having a severe flare and that they were gonna get me the help I needed through Baylor College of Medicine. And this is where they hooked me up with the best doctor in the world, Dr. Shalini Ja. I was going to go to that appointment the next day. So I was released from the ER, I had some pain relief, and I was just waiting for my appointment. All of a sudden, I get a very interesting phone call from Baylor College of Medicine, and they tell me, hello, um, we have to cancel your appointment for today because um, there's some problem with the insurance and um, switching your, your doctors. These doctors did not know who they were talking to, okay? I was like, excuse me? No, we're not canceling any appointment, okay? I don't care what the insurance has a problem with. I don't care. I am a student at the University of Texas at Austin. I have to graduate in May. And also, I've been in severe pain. My life actually depends on this appointment, and you're not canceling it. So I'll see Dr. Jaw today at 3.30. This is why it's so important to advocate for yourself and stand up for yourself. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, we'll put the appointment back. Yes, thank you, as you should. Boom. So I go to the appointment, and I tell Dr. Jaw, Dr. Jaw, I can't live like this, and I'm here to get in remission, and I need you to fix the problem. I need you to explain to me what's happening to me, what tests you're going to do, and what, what I can do to get better, and also how to know that I'm getting better. Dr. Jaw was amazing. She told me, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how this illness progressed the way it is because um, arthritis is a treatable condition. It is out for the world to know, y'all. Arthritis is a treatable condition, and we're going to get you back in remission. She put me on my treatment immediately. We took my, uh, we took my blood test. Two days later, she called me and answered all the questions I told her to answer me and told me if I need anything to send her a message. She answers within literally two hours of you sending her a message. It was a complete 180, and I knew I was in the right hands. I knew I was in the right hands and that my remission was coming. My freedom was coming and my year of fighting was over. So I started my treatment and I knew that I needed to get back to Austin as soon as possible. And so I made it back to Austin on April 4th of 2022. And at this point, I think I had missed like a week and a half of school. But I knew I am going to graduate. Like there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Like my mission is to graduate and that's all. So I tell my professors what's been going on. Um, three out of four were really understanding. But then there was one who just completely didn't care. He wasn't going to let me make up the assignments that I had missed because um, he had hard deadlines for them, even though I had proof that I was in the emergency room basically the whole month. He didn't care. Your best bet probably, like, why don't you just... Um, withdraw from the semester. When I when I heard that statement, um, I, I had a little moment within myself. I said, does this man know who he's talking to? I almost died of lupus at the age of 16. I had my miracle baby at the age of 20. Um, while I was at UT and did amazing that semester, didn't take a semester off, nothing. 
I had him and two weeks later I was back in class slaying. I made a name for myself at UT. Like I got to know so many professors and I was really involved in the things that I was involved with. Like, are you, who, who do you think you're talking to? You think I'm a let, and, and not only that, I just finally, after a year of fighting, got the help I needed and the treatment, the medications I needed to get back in remission. And you're gonna tell me I need to withdraw from the semester? Absolutely not. I said, I'm gonna figure it out and I'll email you tomorrow. So I get out of that appointment and I'm crying. I'm not gonna lie, I'm crying. I'm a little overwhelmed and uncertain. I just don't know what to do. I call my mom and I'm on my way to my favorite place to study, which was the SAC. I think they changed the name to the WCP, I think, but to my UT people who were there before 2020, y'all know the SAC, the best building at UT. That's where all the magic happened, all my studying, all my ideas. I went to SAC and I'm just telling my mom, I don't know what to do. Um, you know, they're telling me I need to withdraw from the semester. This, this teacher saying that he's not going to let me make up for the work that I miss and that I need to make basically hundreds on the rest of my assignments. Um, in order to make a C, he said the highest grade I can make is a C and I'm an A student. I'm an A plus student. I was just being hit with a lot of adversity. I opened my laptop, y'all. And I opened my email and on April 4th, I'm going to pin, I'm going to find a way to pin that acceptance letter, like right here, right here. I got the email that I was admitted into NYU's master's program for psychology. I said, mom, I got in. Like literally one second, I'm like crying. I'm like, I don't know what to do, mom. Like, what am I gonna do? I've worked so hard, why is this happening to me? Like I finally get the treatment I need and now, there's, now I'm having to deal with this, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, mom, I got in. After that, I didn't care. I was willing to do everything and anything. I was willing to stay up all night doing homework, whatever, I knew I was gonna graduate because that was my prize, y'all. That was my prize. And that moment I knew that that year of hell and me reaching out for help, me finding dead ends, I never gave up. Even though I felt like I had lost, even though I felt like I was disabled, even though I felt hopeless, I was not. I always kept fighting. And in that moment, I got my reward. God is real, y'all. Whatever God has planned for you, no one can fuck with, okay? I hope that's what you take away from this testimony that I am sharing with you today. I hustled it out, and on May 21st, baby, I graduated from the University of Texas at Austin with two degrees, one in psychology and one in sociology, and a minor in educational psychology. I had to take a year off to, in order to finish my lupus treatments, but I was already admitted into New York University's master's program in psychology, which I will be beginning in the fall. I won. And May 21st was the last day I ever experienced a pain, because I'm not going to lie, I wasn't a little... I was in a lot of pain because there was a lot of walking that day. Um, UT is a huge campus, so we walked so much. I'm not going to lie. I was in a little, I had like a little bit of stiffness and pain, but got my diploma that day and I walked across that stage and that was the last day I had any pain. I haven't had pain ever since. And now today, what's the date? February 3rd of 2023 I am in remission and I am the founder of Empowered Psychology I'm going to be a psychologist I'm going to be beginning my master's at New York University and I have many 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 more goals for myself and dreams so I won and I want to encourage you guys 
empower y'all to conquer whatever it is that you're going through in life because you can never give up always have faith in god always have support never be embarrassed tell the truth seek help educate yourself and never give up on your dreams never give up on yourself and never lose your hope for life because whatever god has for you nobody and nothing can mess with that. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in to part six of my testimony. And I hope that my testimony has empowered you to be a dreamer and to conquer whatever it is that you're going through. And I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.